need to survive. Join us at Zimmer Communications. Apply to be a part of our sales team today at ZimmerCommunications.com. The news and talk. It is the strongest border security bill this country has ever passed. That matters to Springfield. The southern border has been abolished and millions of illegal aliens have been released into our communities. 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. WTL. Ed reform has been a topic in Missouri that we've talked about for years. I remember 10 years ago them talking about trying to do things like open enrollment, charters, vouchers, you name it, education savings accounts. Well, one guy is leading the charge nationally. He was in Kansas City area last week. He's going to be in St. Louis next month. Join us now on the show, Corey DeAngelis. Corey, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Corey, let me just be be sure I got this right. You coined the phrase, fund students, not systems, right? That's right. It seems like that's become the rallying call of ad reformers around the country. Walk us through what you do and how you started that, that, that process. Yeah, totally. It's just more of a transparent phrase than school choice. A lot of people don't really know what you mean by school choice. And if you're not already with me, uh, when it comes to uh, having the funding follow the student, you might think of school choice as a bad thing because the teachers unions might have uh, uh, have you have you believe that's a bad thing before. But when you talk about funding students as opposed to systems, it's more transparent. So it's the concept of the money meant for educating your child following them to the education provider that works best for them. That could be a public school. If you like your public school, you can keep your public school for real this time and like with your doctor. But if not, you can take that funding to a private school, charter school, or or even a home-based education option. And it's also beneficial because it puts the other side on defense right away. It's a nice uh, linguistic technique because if you want to argue with with me when I say fund students, not systems, you're in a position trying to argue why we should fund the system and not the student. So it's um, it's uh, it's not the it's not the only reason we've had a lot of success. I think it's been helpful, but the real reason is the teachers unions overplaying their hand and people like Randy Weingart just making a total fool of themselves every day. She's the president of the American Federation for Teachers. If if uh, listeners don't know, she was, she seems to go to Ukraine every time the nation's report card comes out, showing decades of learning <laughs> loss in, in America. She she's a uh, She's done enough ruining our schools. Maybe she's over there trying to ruin their schools. But they fought to keep the schools closed and then showed parents there was a lot of problems over Zoom school. Parents who thought that their kids were in great schools because the test scores started to see that their kids were being indoctrinated in these government institutions for 13 years in, in ways that didn't align with their values. So parents are pushing back at school board meetings but they're pushing back at the ballot box too, and they're demanding school choice. In two years alone, we've already had nine states pass universal school choice programs. They've all been red states, and Missouri's taken a big step in the right direction, uh, but hasn't gotten there yet. Uh, Corey, one of the things, if anybody's seen the movie Eight Mile, one of my favorite rat, the, the rap battle at the end is amazing, and one of the one of the rap battles portions is Eminem sort of undresses the guy who's against him and is like, hey, your real name is Clarence. You went to a private school. You do this on social media a ton. 
people are like telling you why you're wrong and you'd be like well didn't you send your kids to private school <laughs> and you had a little back and forth last week with scott fawn in missouri because he likes to call you california Corey and rip on you for coming to missouri and you dropped a bomb on him we're like well don't you send your kids to private school yeah, you went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. I actually hit Bill Prady with that when he's the Big Bang Theory producer. He was fighting with me on school choice and I actually found that he went to Cranbrook, the actual school the that actual was referenced school. in the Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Scott Fawn. I mean, look, I don't know why he calls me California, Corey. I'm from Texas. I grew up in Texas. I went to public schools in Texas for, for K through 12 and in college uh, for my bachelor's and master's. And I, and I currently live in San Antonio, Texas. So this whole California quarry thing just doesn't really make sense. And yeah, the biggest opponents of school choice regularly send their own kids to private school. They're a bunch of hypocrites. I mean, we see this with Joe Biden. He went to private school, sent all his kids to private school, uh, you see this with Gavin Newsom, governor of California, total hypocrite, governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper. He actually just declared a state of emergency over school choice because Republicans all signed on to their universal school choice bill in, in North Carolina. And that gives them just enough votes to over override the hypocrite governor, Roy Cooper, who's a Democrat in North Carolina. So it looks like they're going to get universal school choice even in North Carolina, where they don't even have a Republican governor. Uh, because Republicans all locked arms and signed on to the bill. You know, it's so fascinating to to, to watch this play out because I think everybody 100% supports school choice. It's just, we support school choice for everybody, and the, the Democrats traditionally support, or, the, or some of the Republicans, support school choice only for the rich. And it's so interesting <laughs> because that's what it really boils down to is, do we actually support school choice? Because... The rich people are always going to have their choice of schools. The question is, do we expand that right to those middle-income people? And I say this fully fully admitting, I was a homeschool kid. My parents homeschooled me the entire time growing up. I remember growing up, and the, every year my dad would pay his property taxes and be like, well, those public schools look real nice. I wish we could save, save some of those dollars and spend them on your textbooks. But they made a decision to do that single-income family. They made a decision for my mom to stay home and teach us because they were like, hey, we think we can give you better one-on-one attention and better education than you can get in our particular public school. Now, my kids, they go to public schools, but I love when parents have the option and are not constrained either by their zip code or their financial means to pick what's best for their child. That's right. The public schools up their game in response to competition. And the best public schools, uh, they don't have anything to worry about. They're not the ones shrieking and screaming about families having an opportunity to go somewhere else because they're confident in their product. They know that families will continue sending their kids there. I mean, like I said before, if you like your public school, you can keep your public school. Unlike with your doctor, you can actually keep it this time. You can take the funding there. And 26 of 29 studies nationwide over decades of research have found that private school choice competition leads to better outcomes in the public schools, not worse. It doesn't destroy or defund public schools. It actually makes them better. And we shouldn't really even be concerned about the institutions as much. The, the, the money's meant for the kid. We should let the kids decide, or, and their parents at least, where where to send that funding. So a lot of people are figuring this out all across the, the nation. As I said, nine states have gone all in on school choice in two years. Missouri got a new program in 2021 its first education savings account program, which is, which is a good step. But Missouri should be more like these other states, um, Iowa, Arkansas, 
Arizona. Arizona did it with one seat GOP majorities in 2022. That means every Republican had to show up and vote for their party platform issue of school choice to empower all families with, with education freedom, not just, you know, picking winners and losers like we have done historically where only certain groups qualify. These states have allowed all families, regardless of income or background, to be able to take their kids' education funding to the education provider of their choosing. So Missouri should be able to get it done, too, with supermajorities in each chamber. Hopefully, we get some more uh, fresh leadership to be able to push the, the ball forward and, and, and uh, hold these rhinos accountable for, for opposing parental rights and education. Missouri will be uh, coming along pretty soon. I was going to ask about that. What is it about the the states, you know, over the past few years where you've seen momentum on school choice? What are the things that 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 they all have in common? Is it is it yeah. gubernatorial leadership? Is it a yeah. is it a problem with declining test scores? Is what is what are the what's the secret sauce there? Well, I mean, it, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it depends on the state. So, like in Arkansas, leadership mattered a lot. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders pushed the issue uh, from the get go. And last year, you know, Arkansas barely passed a very small program. Only 200 students qualified, and they barely got it through their house with like 51 percent of the vote. And and they have supermajority Republican control there as well. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders made it an issue, led on it and got basically the entire Republican caucus to vote on in each chamber. So that made a huge difference. And they did, they went from this small program last year to all families being eligible within a few years. So that's a huge shift for, for Arkansas based on leadership. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, huge leader on the issue as well. Governor Ducey did so in Arizona, pushing the issue. So leadership matters a lot. And uh, I see in the next uh, gubernatorial race for the Republican primary, at least in Missouri, there's a lot of leadership there. And I think they'll push the issue um, uh, pretty hard uh, in the future as well. So I think that that matters. But it's also, you know, it depends on leader, leadership in each chamber, too. Uh, and then also um, it, it, elections matter. So um, if you have a lot of if you have a so-called Republican chamber that that has a lot of um, you know rhinos that have that have taken over, then you're going to have some problems. So uh, you know, it just really depends on on the state. But leadership has made a big difference. It really does. Um, what's what's sort of on the horizon? What are the states you're optimistic about over the next few years seeing the ball move forward on this issue? Yeah, I think uh, all the red state dominoes are going to continue to fall. Um, we've had nine in two years. I can't stress how important that is. It's just so much momentum. And, you know, a decade ago, if one state would have gone universal on school choice, we would it would have been tremendous. I mean, that's Milton Friedman's vision for, for universal school choice. We've seen nine in two years alone. That's just insane. It's, it's one in five states. It's almost 20% of states. And we, we expect more to come pretty soon. But it's going to be these red states that lead the way. The GOP has emerged as the parents' party. And the Democrats, uh, you know, they're, they're hanging their hat on this idea that your kids belong to the government and the money meant for educating their, your kids belongs to the government schools. I mean, that's a deeply unpopular belief. It's a socialist idea that's going to keep continuing them to, continuing for them to lose votes. Like we saw with Terry McAuliffe in Virginia, who infamously said that 
uh, he, he doesn't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. You know, in a state that went 10 points to Biden in 2020, in 2021, Neunkin, the Republican, won on parents' rights with education voters by six points. And that was the number two issue in that election. So if, if the Republicans are smart, they'll keep leaning into parental rights as a political winner, and it'll become even more of a form of political suicide for Democrats to oppose it. And at some point, hopefully, the Democrats, it'll become so painful for them at the ballot box, they'll start to choose the kids' union instead of just only focusing on the, the teachers' union. They'll start to listen to the parents a little bit when they have to. But it's going to take the Republicans leading on the issue for it to become more of a bipartisan uh, issue among elected officials in the future. Politicians all too often respond to power as opposed to logic. And we see that far, with far too many Democrats today. Tell us, uh, you know, you, you came to Kansas City uh, recently, or, or Smithville, I should say, uh, drew a whopping nine protesters, if I, if I counted right. Uh, <laughs> but you're coming back to St. Louis. Tell us about what you're coming back for and, and what the event is. Yeah, man, that was a pathetic protest. I mean, that, that just goes to show you how big the actual resistance to school choice actually is. It's a few people that scream as loud as possible. But most parents, you look at poll after poll, support get, having a say in their kids' education, and, and they support education freedom in the form of school choice. So the, the polls are on your side. The people are on your side. Uh, don't be apologetic about um, supporting parents' right to choose the best education path for their children and their children's future. Uh, when, when I go to St. Louis, I, it's, a, it's an event at Show Me Institute, September 6th. If you guys want to show up, you can Google the event, Show Me Institute, Corey DeAngelis. I'm sure it'll pop up. There's an Eventbrite link uh, that you can sign up for the event, September 6th. Uh, but we'll also just be going over you know, the arguments in favor of school choice, knocking down all of the myths that that shroud the debate of education freedom and uh, give people some hope in Missouri that this can actually happen. It's it's spreading like wildfire all across the nation in red states. It's about time for Missouri to do the same thing. Corey, really appreciate you uh, you being on the show as we do every day. We wrap up with two questions. First is our question of the day. Question of the day, every day on the show, different from the day before. Everybody has to answer the question of the day. Uh, question of the day today is easier because it's multiple choice, but question of the day today is who is your favorite actor that played Batman and why? I don't know. I thought it was multiple choice. Uh, well, please. I can run through the, I can run through the, the <laughs> we got what Adam West, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck. Who else has played? My mic wasn't on. Uh, I, I don't George know. See, Clooney. George see, Clooney. These easy, these easy questions are always the hardest for me. I'm so focused on school choice. You, you, you stump me with these <laughs> difficult, you know, questions that that normal people are supposed to understand. Let's say Ben Affleck. I know his name. So, well, <laughs> Bruce Wayne went to a private school, so we don't really need to worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if people want to follow along with the work that you're doing on, um, uh, and they want to follow you on social media, how do they do that? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at DeAngelis Corey. And if you want to help us in the fight for education freedom, you can go to educationfreedompledge.com. Or for short, you can just go to edfreedompledge.com. Sign up for updates with bills uh, that are moving through your state so you can contact legislators to support school choice in Missouri. It's educationfreedompledge.com. Corey, thanks so much for joining us today. Looking forward to hearing you uh, in September when you're back in Missouri. Totally. Thanks so much for having me.
That was Corey DeAngelis. You know, I having him on the show. We got to get we got to get Fawn on sometime to retort, and I, I want to hear his explain. I assume he just calls him California Corey because Corey's not from Missouri and doesn't wear socks with his shoes. But uh, but I want to get we'll, we'll have to get Fawn on sometime and hear the response from from Scott again. Ad reform in Missouri, it's been on everybody's lips for 10 years. We we give it lip service. We've moved the ball. I, if this were football, we've made like one and two yard pickups. But we've never seen a massive move on ad reform. I have a feeling it's going to be a big, big political football in the next gubernatorial primary. We're out of time for this segment. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about our answers to the question today. Don't forget coming up. The next hour, 5.05, Will Sharp, former federal prosecutor, he's going to be on to talk about the latest indictment of Donald Trump, what he makes of it, what he makes of Jack Smith, plus his campaign for Attorney General of the United States, or of Missouri. I am not skilled to understand. Next, pay your fair share. Raising taxes happens right here. Fentanyl. Cartels are responsible for the death.